0: Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Today I have Bhagavati Lenehan, who provides personal counseling in homeopathy, and she's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She's also a Harvard alumna and wrote Your Natural Medicine Cabinet, which won three National Book Awards. So she is all about natural medicine and has a practice called greenhealing.life, so you can learn more on her website. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Mary Kay.
0: So I am fascinated with the world of homeopathy, and I would love to learn how you became
1: involved with it. Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I went to Harvard expecting to go to medical school and become a doctor like my father. But while I was there, I discovered natural healing. And I said to myself, Now that I know that chronic illness can be both prevented and cured with healthy diet and supplements, there's no way I can go to medical school. So (laughs) I have an unusual life trajectory. I graduated from Harvard and I opened a health food store because (laughs) there's no training. That was before New England School of Acupuncture, before the schools of naturopathy, which Mm -hmm. I would recommend to your listeners who want to get professional training. But there were no professional training schools. So I opened a health food store. I learned a tremendous amount from my customers. And the thing that fascinated me the most was homeopathy, because people would pick up one of these little tubes from this plastic display case in the back of the store, Mm -hmm. and they'd come in for a headache or menstrual cramps or something. And while I was ringing up the register, they'd pop a couple of pellets in their mouth, and they'd say, oh, that's better And I think to myself, wait, whoa, I have something in my store that can work that fast. (laughs) But it was too much to learn, to run a store and to learn all this at the same time. So I closed the store when I turned 40. I thought it's time for some professional training here. Mm -hmm. And that's when I began studying homeopathy, which I had found to be the most powerful, safe, gentle, effective form of natural healing of all the different modalities that I had in my store. Or I had a whole network of practitioners of different modalities, chiropractic, acupuncture, polarity, Reiki, all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And to me, in my experience with my customers, homeopathy was the most powerful and the most unknown. And I said, I have to learn this, and people have to know about it. And that's why we're talking. <laughs> right. Well,
0: here we are in Boston, and we're surrounded by the yeah. top hospitals in the country. Yes. And I always yes. hear <laughs> clients and people saying, oh, I go to the top doctor. And even my dad questions me when I make natural health decisions. So why is it that people think this is like voodoo or woo-woo science? And will it actually work if people don't believe in it?
1: Right. Okay, there's a few questions in there. The first one is, why do people... Has so much confidence in our conventional system of healing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's because it's profit-driven. It's, it makes a tremendous amount of money, especially the pharmaceutical industry, which is able to pay for a huge amount of PR. All you have to do is look at the ads, or look, look at the ads, TV news brought to you by Pfizer, mm-hmm. or listen, even NPR, listen to who's sponsoring it. So the conventional medical system has access to t- tremendous funds to promote their view of healing. Mm -hmm. And then part of what they do is to promote, I'm just going to say disinformation, deliberate disinformation about natural healing, which is why they especially target homeopathy as well as herbs. There's a number of different things that they'll do. They can send out press releases talking about how bad these things are. Mm -hmm. Or what's even worse, we've known for years that the pharmaceutical industry can provide grants to physicians often at university hospitals to do research where the outcome of the research is determined ahead of time and the doctors know the scientists know they have to prove that their drug works or else they're not going to get another grant so we know that there are ways to rig research to get the outcome that you want well now that's being applied to natural healing for example i've seen front page articles in the new york times ginkgo does not work different echinacea does not work and i go and i read the research study for myself and i say It was clearly designed to fail. They're using the wrong form of the herb. They're using too much or too little or not long enough. The people who designed the research study clearly wanted the research to fail. It's very easy to design a research study that fails. Then they sent out a press release. And they use these top PR firms. And they go to every newspaper in the country, around the world, through Associated Mm -hmm. Press or whatever. Mm -hmm. The newspapers and so forth, they cannot afford science editors anymore. So they just print this stuff. Nobody on the staff is able to evaluate these articles the way I can. I happened to work at New England Medical Center for a while. I worked for a department head who was doing a lot of research. I could see how this department was getting funding from companies, from financial interests that wanted a certain outcome. I saw for myself how the results were twisted. So those are just a couple of reasons. Wow. So mm. And then there's the fact that insurance doesn't cover natural healing. So, of course, people will go first, to conventional healthcare because there's insurance coverage. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they come last to something like homeopathy or acupuncture, something like that, often when they've been doing conventional medicine for so many years, their immune system is wrecked, their body is frail from not only the development of the disease, but also the effects of the drugs. And then they hope that we're going to fix them up. It's like too late what should be done is completely reversing the order mm-hmm. of treatment and completely reversing it. So right now we have first people go for conventional medicine. Then if that doesn't work, I'd say the next, next step probably is chiropractic. They're doctors, right? They're called Dr. So-and-so right. next step after that might be acupuncture. It's getting more accepted. Homeopathy is these way, way down on the list. We call ourselves the caboose, <laughs> but instead there's a campaign now by naturopaths who are natural doctors, to promote a completely reversed order of healing, which is when somebody has a chronic disease first healthy diet, healthy lifestyle that includes exercise, getting out in nature, fresh air, sunshine, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing you do is you do add some supplements. Then you might add what we might call the energy based modalities, which are acupuncture and homeopathy, which draw on the paradigm of Eastern medicine of the energy flow in the body. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work, then you do very high potency supplements. It's called functional medicine. And only as a last resort do you do drugs and surgery. That's the way it should be. Right. But it's not, because that's not going to make profits for the healthcare system.
0: Right. And natural healing is inexpensive, relatively. Yes, especially because
1: there's so much people can do for themselves. Right. You can so easily learn about a healthy diet. You can so easily join a CSA and get organic food delivered every week. You could so easily add exercise to your life and fresh air and get out in nature, get away from the screen, less screen time, less electronics, get right. out in nature. There's so much people can do to heal themselves, including listening to your podcast every day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know.
0: Well, I just got castor oil because I had broken my ankle a few months ago. Yes. And now I rub that on my ankle. It feels better than it ever has. Why didn't yes. I do that day one? And I also well, rub it on my belt and I sleep that way. And it's so much yes. better. Everything about very it. Very good,
1: good for the liver, by the way. It's very good for the liver to do oh. a castor oil pack with castor oil and then heat placed over it like a hot water bottle.
0: Oh yeah, so I'm all about natural healing. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about so, some calming herbs and minerals for the nervous system. What are some sure. universal remedies that anyone can benefit from?
1: Sure. So the first thing I'd recommend is Rescue Remedy, which is a blend of five flower essences. Mm-hmm. And flower essences—they're a little different from herbal medicine because they're a way of extracting the essence of the flower, mm-hmm. by placing it in sunlight, in distilled water. And you get the essence of the remedy, the essence of the herb, and the five that are most useful for shock or trauma or emotional upset are blended into rescue remedy, so easily available. Any health food store would have it. It's something that should be in every medicine cabinet, so people can take a few drops under the tongue. It is based in alcohol. Anybody who has trouble with an alcohol-based herb or extract can place it in hot water and stir it to drive off the alcohol it will still work Mm -hmm. so that's a great thing probably a lot of your listeners probably already know rescue remedy i'll mention a couple more Mm -hmm. maybe less well known that should be universal calms c-a-l-m-s calms fort f-o-r-t-e calms fort is a blend of a homeopathic extract which is a very gentle extract of the healing herbs, well-known healing herbs, I mean, calming herbs like passiflora, chamomile, things like that, Mm -hmm. hops. A homeopathic extract makes them stronger and also gentler. If an herb has any toxicity, which some do if you take way, way, way too much, Mm -hmm. which Americans sometimes do, they take way, way, way too much. (laughs) So making this homeopathic extraction makes it completely safe. And then it also has minerals that are blends of phosphorus. they're salts of phosphorus, and phosphorus is very good for the nervous system. So Com's Fort, also, we call it the homeopathic Valium. Good for anxiety, good for insomnia. My health food store was near Harvard Square, so I had the Harvard community coming in. Mm-hmm. Fort was the top-selling product in my store, and I know it works because people would buy one, they come back and buy half a dozen to share with their friends, <laughs> and then... <clears throat> the same company, Highlands, that's H Y L A N D S, Highlands, also makes nerve tonic, which blends the five minerals that are best for the nervous system. So it's kind of complementary to calm sport, but I would say it's a little bit more for mental anxiety. Like these students who are staying up all night studying for tests, for example, mm-hmm. and their brains would get tired. In addition to being anxious, like their nervous system would be frazzled, their brains would be exhausted. Nerve tonic would be really good for that.
0: Right. Well, so so many doctors prescribe Valium for something like that. What are the damaging effects of Valium?
1: Well, I would say just the approach that psych meds in general tend to numb our emotions, which the natural products absolutely do not do. Mm -hmm. The natural products, they strengthen the nervous system. When they're strengthening somebody from anxiety or other emotions, what they're doing is they're addressing that strong inner core that mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. that strong part of ourselves that knows we're going to survive this. We've survived everything so far. I know I'm going to live through this. I'm going to come out on top and I'm going to inhabit. It's like a Buddhist approach of withdrawing, becoming the witness, mm-hmm. like noticing that you're very anxious, but you are the witness. It's noticing this. You are not the anxiety. You are that strong inner core of yourself. Mm-hmm. But things like Valium, that suppress or numb the emotions this is what people tell me that they may not be weeping or something as much as before but they're also not laughing they're like flatlining with their emotions right and they may even be having a hard time with relationships this is very new if people go to greenmedinfo.com greenmedinfo.com i think that's where i saw the latest research about anti-anxiety and antidepressants actually interfering, making a permanent, they were calling it chemical castration, permanent loss of sex drive. I mean, that's not a good outcome for something you're taking because you're a little anxious. Right. So they have powerful effects in the body. Mm -hmm.
0: Can you give some examples of natural medicines that are used for anxiety in
1: addition to that? Sure, of course. So the things I'm going to mention are homeopathics, and they should be in any health food store. And if not, they would be easily available online. So the first one, this is what we call the what-if remedy. It's like people who say, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And the more they get into that state, the more they're spinning out, the more unrealistic, unlikely scenarios. Like they have a vivid imagination. They're imagining, for example, this is the remedy I would give somebody who they can't drive over bridges because they, in their mind they get this – it's like they're playing a video in their mind of – Their car, like, driving over the parapet of the bridge and tumbling into the river. Well, you know that's not going to happen. But people who need this remedy will be thinking about all the terrible things that can happen, and they'll get, like, paralyzed by it, incapacitated by it. Mm -hmm. And they may get diarrhea. So this is a great (laughs) remedy for something like irritable bowel syndrome when that's connected with anxiety. And the remedy is called Argentum, A-R-G-E-N-T-U-M, Argentum nitricum n-i-t-r-i-c-u-m argentum nitricum these are the way they're labeled in the health food stores the way people have to look for them i'll tell you a quick story i had a client with irritable bowel syndrome who had these vivid vivid imaginings of terrible things that might happen to the point that she was afraid to go out of the house because she'd get bouts of diarrhea and she was afraid to go to the mall She was afraid to get out on the highway. She had to map out where every bathroom was before she left the house. Oh, wow. And Yes, and she had been, this had been gotten worse and worse since she got married. And her husband was losing patience with her because she wouldn't go out. Before they got married, they were going out on dates. They were going out dancing, going out to dinner. She wouldn't do any of that anymore because she was afraid to leave the house. I'm just saying, Argentum nitricum saved her marriage and saved her intestinal system. Wow. And calmed, and calmed all these anxieties. Yeah. Right. I'm mentioning this because these remedies, they're different, and people might recognize themselves in mm-hmm. one of these. They call them the pictures of the remedies. Another one is Gelsemium. G E L S E M I U M. Gelsemium. gelsemium. Mm-hmm. Now, Gelsemium is used for anxiety before an event it's used for stage fright it's used for fear of going to the doctor fear of getting a medical test fear of getting the results of a medical test fear of going to the dentist i'm thinking of women who get a mammogram and then they get called there's a little blur or something they want you to get a biopsy Mm -hmm. and then it takes weeks to schedule the biopsy because our healthcare system you know there's not enough staff it's hard to takes a long time to get the biopsy they spend weeks Mm -hmm. In the state of total anxiety, like, oh, my God, what Mm -hmm. if I have cancer? What am I going to do? So gelsemium will help to calm that. Gelsemium, by the way, one way we know these remedies work, they work for animals. And gelsemium is the remedy for fear of going to the vet. And you can give it to your dog when they're afraid of going to the vet. How will you know? Well, the dog knows. When you're ready to take the dog to the park, the dog is right by the front door. When the dog is going to the vet, the dog's hiding under the bed. How do they know? There was a research study with vets. They confirm their patients say, yes, the dog is under the bed. <laughs> and so if you drag the dog out, the dog is shaking. You can see the dog shaking and trembling. Yeah. That's a gelsemium symptom. You might feel when you're feeling anxious, people may not see that they're visibly trembling from the outside, but they feel shaky on the inside. Right. Very gelsemium quality. Another gelsemium quality is reacting to what we call hearing bad news in homeopathy that's you get that phone call maybe you have an elderly parent and you dread when the phone rings oh mom or dad is in the emergency room right. maybe you have a teenage kid who's just gotten the car keys and you have that you dread that phone call your kids run, run mm-hmm. driven into a tree so that that phone call you dread all of a sudden you're thrown into a panic a trauma there are two ways people react one way is hysterical sobbing, The other, and I'm going to get to that remedy in a second. The other way is a gelsemium. You get completely numb. It's like your mind goes completely blank. Well, you can't function when your mind is blank and you need to function at a time like this. Right. Gelsemium should be, in, honestly, in every medicine cabinet because that's what it's for. You get the phone call from the doctor's office, come in for a biopsy. Mm-hmm. You get a phone call from the 911 or something right. <clears throat> about your kid or or about your parent. So gelsemium is very good for that. And by the way, it is also a diarrhea remedy. But you would easily be able to distinguish between what I've described as a gelsemium this gear in the headlights numb state Mm -hmm. versus Argentum nitricum spinning out all these scenarios. A third remedy I want to talk about is arsenicum. It's spelled like arsenic with a U on the end, and it is made from arsenic, but these medicines are so dilute that not even one molecule remains of the original substance. In the process that it's made, information is imprinted in the homeopathic remedy substrate it's like it's made onto sugar pellets or water or alcohol Mm -hmm. so basically the remedy is like a little flash drive it holds information it doesn't hold any molecules of arsenic so when people need arsenicum, they're totally focused on anxiety about practical things health money a roof over my head Mm -hmm. a classic example and also when they get sick they get very, very, very tired. It's one of the ways you know you need arsenicum. Somebody gets a cold and they have to go to their, take to their bed for five days. This isn't normal with the cold. Most people can plow through and blow their nose a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, arsenicum. they're lying in bed and they're thinking, and they can't go to work. And they're thinking, if I don't go into work, I might lose my job. If I lose my job, I won't be able to pay my mortgage. If I can't pay my mortgage, I'm going to be homeless. They have gone from a cold to homeless in about sixty seconds. This is very typical. Arsenicum, all these worries, right? So yes, so arsenicum is for worries. Really, like you said, focused on survival, very practical right. survival issues, Right. and they're very fretful. And then, um, so can you get these at Whole
0: Foods, or is it yes, really yes. okay?
1: Yes, Whole Foods or any health food store in the Boston area. I'd love to support the independent health food stores like Cambridge Naturals and Deborah's. If people could search out their independent health food store, often they'll get better information there because a lot of times the person in the supplement department will stay for many years and really get very well informed right. about the supplements and really can point them to homeopathy. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Uh-huh. Mm. Yep. Health food stores or online as a last resort. i like them to support local independent health food stores. Uh-huh. And yep. you
0: know they work because the person feels better i mean is there evidence it's very
1: clear yeah people yeah. know that they work yes there's a lot of research on homeopathy the yeah. website is hri hyphen i think it's hri hyphen research.org its homeopathic mm-hmm. research institute has a lot of information about research also dana Ullman's website homeopathic.com he writes wonderful blogs summarizing research there's research constantly coming out Not in America. Why? Because ever since the era of Reagan, the National Health Institutes no longer pays for much research. People have to get, the scientists have to get the research funded. Where's the money? The pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. Not in natural things because they're not patentable. Therefore, we can't make much money on them. Therefore, there's no money for research. It's being done in Europe where homeopathy is big, in Brazil, South America, and mostly in India. Where it's pro- India is probably the greatest place in the world. They have hundreds of regular hospitals where people are treated with homeopathy. Regular medical schools where the students learn only homeopathy, not drugs. And the Indian Institute of Technology is like their MIT, doing a lot of research. You won't hear about it here. That's because the media is so controlled by the money of the pharmaceutical industry. But yes, there is very good research on homeopathy.
0: We've got to find a way to change that. I mean, yes, <laughs> and you're
1: going to help. I know you, Mary. But you are going to help, and <clears throat> your know. listeners. Yes, your listeners who are so open-minded. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the next thing is: will it work if the person doesn't believe in it? Yes. No, but I will tell you why. Because typically. Almost always the first person in the family to come to see me is the mom because women are very open to mind-body medicine because we're forced to confront. Every month we're forced to confront the influence of our hormones on our moods. So we know that there's a basis for this. So first the mom comes to see me. She gets a homeopathic remedy. It works great. Then she wants me to work on her husband. And he says, that stuff doesn't work. That's voodoo medicine. Right. She either drags him in or she tells me his symptoms. So I give her a remedy. He takes one dose and he says, see, it didn't work because you won't take anymore. There's a little process with this. When people come to see me for a chronic illness, I say, give it six months to a year. And in the beginning, I'm going to be asking you the questions. You're going to be telling me what you feel. How much do you need to take for you to feel it? It takes different amounts for different people to kick in. I tell people, take it once a day the first week. If you don't feel anything, take it twice a day, then three times a day. If you don't feel anything, call me. I'll send it to you stronger. Maybe the first month or two, we're fiddling around with how much to take and what remedy to take, and then the person can feel it working. A lot of times it does work right away, but for chronic things, it can take time. People who don't believe in it aren't willing to do that, and that's why I hear people saying, oh, it doesn't work. The other reason it doesn't work is that people have varying degrees of sensitivity. We have a concept in homeopathy, the hypersensitives. If you're a hypersensitive, you know who you are because you're sensitive to to medications. You take a quarter of the prescribed dose. You're sensitive to supplements. You're sensitive to fumes and fragrances. Mm -hmm. You're sensitive to other people's vibrations, other people's emotions. And those people will be very sensitive to homeopathy. They'll react to the first dose. Guys, I'm just saying they tend to you need to hit them over the head with a two by four to get them (laughs) to notice anything. And if they're only willing to take one dose they're likely not to notice anything. Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason that people say it doesn't work.
0: And I also think, I remember begging my doctor for the antibiotic when my kids were little uh-huh. because you yeah. just wanted an immediate
1: response. You wanted to work right away. Right. And antibiotics are great for that, yes. And then they destroy the immune system and the microbiome so the kid gets sick again. Absolutely. Then, yes. But you yeah. don't care uh-huh. about
0: that because you just want to sleep and you want them to feel okay. Yeah. And, if, and the kid's screaming with pain, yes. Right, uh-huh. right. No, that's why I think yeah, people actually just want yeah. that immediate quick fix. effect. Americans right.
1: want a quick fix. Right. But and a lot of times kids respond so quickly to homeopathy. People will get a quick fix. Well, because homeopathy. they don't have
0: these preconceived yeah. notions in their mind that it's crazy also,
1: or whatever. They don't have preconceived notions, but also they don't have the load of toxins that adults have accumulated in our very, mm-hmm. very toxic world. They have a more pure system, so they're able to respond more quickly. Yeah. What do, What do you
0: think are some of the bigger toxins that we are experiencing now?
1: Well, there's heavy heavy metals, of course. So many sources of heavy metals, heavy metals in the water, heavy metals in the vaccines are a terrible source of mercury. Even if you're told that mercury has been taken out, usually aluminum has been substituted, mm-hmm. and that's anything worse. And then there's all the glyphosate, Roundup, all the chemicals that are put on our food. And even if people are eating organic food, you know, Whole Foods, it's Whole Foods, you can read the label, organic from China. Well, who's checking the standards of organics in China? And how do we know the Chinese are telling the truth? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. this was recently revealed, and I don't know how much testing Whole Foods does after they get the food from the Chinese to make sure and another problem here you can have a small organic farmer and the toxins are being blown onto their fields from the huge agribusiness next door Mm -hmm. and of course there's a lot of toxins in the water that are going directly, chemicals in the water going directly to us and also to the food that's being grown So what do you recommend on and on Yeah, (laughs) What
0: do you recommend for the water, doing distilled water at home?
1: I have a Berkey, and I like my Berkey, my big Berkey. But mm-hmm. I know there are fans of distilled water. People need to have another source of minerals, of course, if they're doing distilled water, like a reverse osmosis or something. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good arguments in favor of different ways. I don't know. I haven't been able to figure that one out. But what's simple for me is I like my big Berkey. Well, even when you were
0: talking about, like, garlic is a great herb for people and a very healing, yes. healing components to it. But yeah. garlic and... China is infused with bleach, whereas garlic from California is great for you. So people don't even know that. I know turmeric, if it's made in India, can have arsenic in it, whereas Uh turmeric from America doesn't. So people need to read the labels. People need to know that. Right. Right.
1: And, yeah. I talked about hearing bad news, Mm -hmm. and there are two ways to respond. And one way is by just getting, like— especially if there's a death or a very bad accident, sobbing hysterically, like completely losing it with grief and being very expressive of grief. It's the complete opposite from semium. And this remedy is Ignatia, not Mm -hmm. to be confused with Echinacea. It's I-G-N-A-T-I-A. And this is for people who react to a sudden this is a, the greatest of emotional first aid remedies. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll kind of fall apart emotionally. They'll say, why me? Why does this have to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Another thing they'll do is a lot of emotional eating. Mm-hmm. We call it eating the refrigerator empty. Yes, people do this. It doesn't help, but <laughs> no. we do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's a great remedy Physically, on the physical plane, it's a great remedy for spasms and contraction of the muscles that can show up as a lump in the throat when you're sobbing. Mm-hmm. That's an Ignatia symptom, or stomach cramps or cramping in the bowel. So, it's another great irritable bowel syndrome remedy. Mm-hmm. So, people have to consider that. So, um, I'm giving some physical symptoms, but also the inner state, the way that people feel is so different. People will lie awake when they need Ignatia. It's also called. The rehearsal remedy, they'll lie awake thinking, oh, why didn't I say that? The next time I see that person, I'm going to say something. Why did they say that to me? How am I going to deal with the situation? It's all emotionally related, whereas arsenicum is all survival related.
0: Oh, interesting. So what about long-term depression? People that just can't get out of bed
1: and they... Oh, yes. When somebody comes to see me for depression, the first thing I ask them is, how they deal with it because some people eat more some people eat less some people stay in bed all day some people try to distract themselves by staying busy and there's different inner states like you Mm -hmm. you could almost say the story that people are telling themselves Mm -hmm. so for for long-term depression one of my favorite remedies is aurum Mm a-u-r-u-m and that means gold it's made from gold and interestingly, the medieval Arabic physicians used gold for depression. But of course, this doesn't have any molecules, but it does have the imprint. It's used for a very heavy. People will feel very heavy. And I can actually tell when I'm sitting with someone who needs it, I start to feel very heavy. Mm-hmm. One of my clients, after they took orm, they said, I feel like I was walking around with a lead vest on. I've just taken off the lead vest. It's oh. used when when people, especially when people lose everything. The two classic examples people have been married for 50 or even 60 years, and one spouse died. Mm-hmm. That's the whole world. The surviving spouse loses the whole world. Mm-hmm. And often they don't survive much longer themselves, a typical Orem state. But it can also be a total financial loss. Some people are in situations where they lose everything and they become suicidal. This is a great remedy for people who become suicidal. And typically they want to commit suicide by jumping out a window. And you think about in the great stock market crash of 1929, that's what people did, right? Mm-hmm. That that was arm. If we had put arm in the water supply or yeah. the water coolers of those buildings, it would have really helped people to say, you know, I've lost all my money, but I still have my family, I still have love, I still have belief in things. And right. by the way, arm often is used for very religious people, not always, or very spiritual people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but how can spiritual or religious belief? turn into something very dark when people feel like i've done something so bad that i'm beyond hope you know god can never forgive me or i can never get back on track somehow Mm -hmm. it could be used often it's used for people with substance abuse disorders when someone somebody feels like oh my family my sponsor everybody has supported me for so long and i just blew it i fell off the wagon or whatever Mm -hmm. and they feel like i've just done this like i've really completely blown it nobody will forgive me arm is like that's the remedy you could take at that point of total desperation, feeling like you've totally lost everything in this case, all that you've put into and your friends and family have put into. Mm-hmm. So that is orm. And by the way, it affects the heart. It's a very well-known great remedy for heart symptoms, like heart palpitations, atrial fibrillation or whatever, that type of thing. But it's not the only remedy, anything chronic. There are many, many remedies. Mm-hmm. So it's just something for people to look for is heart symptoms and headaches. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And you got to believe that in the medieval times and ages ago, that they didn't yeah. have medicine. So of course, they used natural yeah. remedies. I mean, Native yes. Americans would treat a snake yes. bite with tobacco. So it's, yes, right. it's always shocking to me that people question this. What is your father mm-hmm. and your sister are, are medical <laughs> doctors? What do they say yeah. about all this.
1: <laughs> yes, my father has passed away. Uh-huh. He was my idol when I was growing up. I totally adored my father. Right. <clears throat> and when I told my father, I told my family that I wanted to train to be a homeopath, he was equal parts supportive and bewildered <laughs> and could not figure it out but the interesting thing is he came around i i would give him examples from my practice mm-hmm. and it turns out he actually believed in natural healing he was a vascular surgeon he did blood vessel surgery blood vessel transplants things like that mm-hmm. and when it was elective surgery he would tell his patients and this is he was my first introduction to natural healing he would say i will not do surgery on you until you change your diet stop smoking and start exercising. And if you tell me you don't have time to exercise, I will tell you, I get up at 4.30 in the morning to do my marathon training. And I'm still the first person in the doctor's parking lot at 7 o'clock in the morning. He would give them these lectures. <laughs> so he believed in the Pritikin diet before anybody else. Now I don't know if that's the best thing because we have healthy fats, of course. But mm-hmm. he was into help like stop smoking, eat healthy, and exercise mm-hmm. in the 1970s. He was telling people this. So he kind of got it on some level. And at one point, I was trying to explain about how homeopathy deals with what we call the vital force. It's called chi in Chinese medicine. It's called prana in Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to explain that. He got very thoughtful. And he said, I could have two elderly ladies with venous ulcers. This is what happens when you have diabetes. And the circulation is so bad, you develop. Like the skin breaks through. It can't heal. You get this big open sore. That's one of the things he dealt with. You can have an elderly lady who is widowed, her grandchildren are on the West Coast. She doesn't have any hobbies. She doesn't belong to a church. She's kind of a shut-in. Mm-hmm. She's not going to get better. You can have a woman of the same age with the same type of venous ulcer, and she's still married. Her grandchildren are nearby. She gets to spend time with them. She gardens. She quilts. She goes to church. She'll get better. Right. And that's a I powerful said, story. I yeah. said, Dad, that's. What, I said, did they teach you that in medical school? He said, no. But every doctor who's been in practice for a long time, we've all figured that out. Right. Isn't that interesting? But I don't actually agree with him. My father figured it out. I remember him going into these. He would fulminate. It was like an Old Testament prophet who'd come down from the mountain to break the Ten Commandments over your head. He would say <laughs> young doctors in my practice, they all want to do stents, which of course are put into the, you know, when a blood vessel is clogged. Right. That's the last thing you do after it's all clogged up by, from a bad diet and so forth. You'd right. say, just want to buy a yacht that's why they're doing stents and he wouldn't he would give people sermons about diet exercise and all that before they got to that point right Right. so he actually said at the end of his life he said if i had it to do all over again i would study homeopathy isn't that something oh
0: what a statement what a statement that's amazing i love it so you obviously were influenced by him Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even when my mom was vaccine injured and she was in the hospital, she was on all these drugs. And she's a healthy person. She was always active. And she was laying in a bed for 10 days. They didn't once get her up walking (laughs) or fresh air. The room was dark the entire time. And I thought how are you going to get better? I said, she needs to get off all these medicines. Like, what is she doing on these medicines? She needs to walk around the office. She needs to get outside in fresh air. I'm going to get her up and walk. They did not want to let me get her up and walk. And they started fighting me. on yeah. it. And I thought, yeah. she's been in bed 10 days and she can walk. Like, why are we doing this? And why I, I had you
1: not ever walk. Yeah. I know.
0: And I had one nurse that pulled me aside and she whispered to me, you're absolutely right. I will get your mom up and walking yeah. for you. And I yeah. thought,
1: this is a secret. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> get fresh air, no, walk. I mean, but the nurses, know. Yeah. By the way, I just want to mention that I'm also an RN. I went to nursing school after I went to homeopathy school because oh. I wanted to know Western medicine. Mm-hmm. I would have somebody come in for hypothyroidism, which, by the way, can be very well treated with homeopathy. Oh, but really? But then they would take the remedy. Yes, but they would call and say, well, my T3, T4 are off. What should I do? Should I adjust my remedy? And I realized I have no idea what they're talking about. And I felt irresponsible. I said, I need to know lab tests. I need to know diagnoses. I need to know medication. So I went and got a nursing degree and then went back to practicing homeopathy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something about hypothyroidism, which I think will make sense to your audience. Yeah. Which is think of where the thyroid is located
0: Mm
1: -hmm. chakra wise, it's next to the chakra of expression. And when somebody calls me, I do a preliminary, I give a free 15-minute consult for people considering coming to see me because, first of all, can homeopathy help this person? Second of all, am I the best homeopath for them? Like that. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has hypothyroidism, I run this by them. I would say, have you by any chance experienced suppression of emotion or suppression of your voice? Are you in a situation, in a relationship or a job where you can't speak up. Perhaps you're being treated unjustly. Perhaps you're angry and you cannot speak up because you might lose your job or you might even be afraid of spousal abuse.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Many times, not all the time, there are many reasons why people have hypothyroidism, but Mm -hmm. when the answer is yes, I know that homeopathy will be the answer and nothing else is going to be the answer for Mm -hmm. that person.
0: So is it about treating with iodine or what do you think of
1: iodine? Well, Well, by the way, so in this case, I believe in supplements because I own a health food store. In this case, what I would do, if somebody comes in for hypothyroidism, I would treat the emotional aspect. Mm -hmm. And I would have them buy a book by Gatis Karazian called Why Do I Feel Lousy When My Thyroid Tests Are All Normal? Or something similar to that. Why do I still feel lousy when my thyroid tests are normal? And he lists about 23 different reasons why your thyroid might be Might be damaged or might be off. Everything, so many different things, so many different factors affect the thyroid, and I want my clients to be doing that too. But it's so much stuff they can figure out for themselves, Mm -hmm. or they realize they need to go to a functional medicine doctor who can order the lab tests, so they know exactly what's going on the physical plane with their thyroid. Right. So I would I wouldn't say that they only need homeopathy. What I mean is that I know that I can help them with homeopathy. I'm not going to get into all the supplements and so forth. Yes, Mm -hmm. iodine. Yes, I do believe in iodine. And Mm -hmm. why do people need iodine? Because there's so many factors that block iodine. They're what are called the bromides, the halogens, things like bromium. Any bromated flour has bromium in it, jet fuel, and I think the cleansers that they use on planes, the the anti-flammable. You know what I mean? The chemicals that are used on pajamas and sheets, especially for kids, and are used in planes that are used to prevent fires, yeah. full of bromine. Seriously? So that will yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. I mean. I think mean, you you should get this book and see if you can interview Datis. Yeah. He is a wealth of information, but people can, I would really recommend any of your readers with issues with the thyroid, I would recommend they get this book. It's a, the best way to start.
0: Because I think so many people have thyroid issues and it's always a mystery. Yes. Right. Yes. And if someone feels badly, there is a reason.
1: I think there there is a reason. There is always a reason. So many of my clients, they go to the top doctors at the Harvard Teaching Hospitals in Boston. Many of my clients will say, well, I've been to the top doc. Yeah. Well, what did the top doc do? They run tests and they say, well, you're fine. Your lab tests are all within normal limits. Mm -hmm. Why are tests within normal limits? Some, not all, but some lab tests. Normal is defined as within, like there's a bell curve. And if you're near the middle of the bell curve, you are normal. But in the case of hypothyroidism, maybe it's something like 40% of the country is hypothyroid. So the definition of normal is based on a totally skewed test Mm -hmm. see what i mean yeah hypothyroid is like the tail end it's like that little narrowing vanishing end out at the end of the bell curve Mm -hmm. it's defined that way it doesn't mean that everybody on the normal side of that line their thyroid is actually functioning normally no it's the same thing with osteoporosis and dexa scans they are built to and they the tests are defined So that a certain percentage of people will be told they have osteoporosis. Now, if all of those people started taking a really good quality mineral supplement, not just calcium, a good quality all around, like, say, bone up. I think it's bone up by Jerome, just for example, or they can take a homeopathic remedy to stimulate absorption of calcium and the other minerals. Let's say every woman who's been told she has osteoporosis did that for a year and went back. And now her DEXA scans are all better, which some of my clients, without taking any supplements, just taking a homeopathic remedy for osteoporosis, have reversed their DEXA scans. If all the women did that for a year and went back, 20% would be told they have osteoporosis because it's defined that way.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well,
1: okay. we all know
0: the body has a remarkable ability to heal on its own. Why do you think yes. people don't trust their body?
1: Because we're taught to disconnect from our bodies. Uh-huh. You know, we're, we're, we're taught we're, we're in a very, at least here in the Harvard community, I can say, uh-huh. the whole Boston area, right. very mental. We're very mental. There's this whole mind-body disconnect. It's like, I think, therefore, I am. Mm-hmm. There's something in there about I feel, too, therefore, I am. And women, especially, we're taught to distrust what we feel about our bodies. We're taught to go to doctors, and doctors will tell us what's wrong with us instead of starting with, What do you feel is wrong with you? which is what um, homeopathy and natural healing would do. So I think it starts with our whole school system, the way that I think it's changed somewhat. But when we were young, everybody got a number grade. We were all taught to compare to each other. Kids were Mm -hmm. always looking at each other's grades. Everybody's (laughs) above or below somebody else. And right. all of your abilities are based on one number grade. I mean, right. now we have the concept, of course, there are all these different forms of intelligence, thank God. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't really been totally baked into the school system yet. You know, right. where kids now art and music are being taken out of the curriculum, right, to save uh, money. Even gosh, though music kills me. There's so much research, music helps learning. As um, well music as is healing, healing. 100%. Yes, music right. is healing 100%. Yes. Yeah. To have a
0: strong immune system. We know sunshine and basic vitamin C and keeping a positive mindset, walking out in nature. What else can people be doing?
1: Oh, if you can get to the ocean and breathe in the negative ions, and I should have put this first, any belief in a higher power or something greater than ourselves or even something inside yourself that you feel represents your soul, your inner ideals that you can appeal to. If people do have a religious faith or they could call it a belief in some, like a universal consciousness of some kind. Mm-hmm. I have been practicing meditation for 50 years now mm-hmm. and I've been practicing meditation under the guidance of an Indian spiritual master named Richard Moy, who's now passed away. But people have many different, wonderful, wonderful spiritual teachers. But the point is that I came across him when I was at Harvard, and I was in the depths of the mental, skeptical world, and I felt like I want to know the answers to the great questions of what I call the great questions of life, death, God, and the universe. Mm-hmm. All these great questions, and I was not learning them at Harvard. Even though the motto was Veritas, truth, I would listen to these lectures, and each one was often the greatest expert in the world in his field, and they were all he's back then, no females. They were the authors of the textbooks, and I would say, Do these great experts know the answers to the great questions of life, death, God, and the universe? And then I came across the idea that through meditation, you can get the answers. And I went into this, it was like the black night of the soul. I said, I want to know, I want to reach God. And I started to pray. It was like, I don't even know if you're out there. I don't know if anybody's listening, Mm
0: -hmm. but I'm
1: praying for help. And I did get answers that made sense in my own life. I'm encouraging people to do that. If you don't believe in anything greater than ourselves and you feel this inner yearning, if you feel this inner yearning, if only to get in touch with that spirit that animates your body and that makes the little, little plants grow up from this tiny seed in the soil or this wonderful energy that allows hummingbirds to fly thousands of miles across the Gulf of Mexico and those tiny, tiny bodies or that created the stars in the sky or makes the sun come up. I know why ancient people worship the sun like the miracle of the sun coming up. I mean, I know science can explain it, but we know how it moves us to see the sunrise or to see nature. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you want to get in touch with that wonderful energy and you don't know how, you just try to still your mind try to sit with your back straight, take some nice deep breaths, follow your breath deep into your heart, Mm -hmm. then feel like you're breathing in and out of your heart. And with each breath, you're letting go of thoughts, you're letting those anxious thoughts flow out. Mm -hmm. And then from the depths of your heart, just ask, please, please, I want to find how to reach you how to get in touch with you. I believe people will get some kind of guidance, some inner guidance, some kind of sign. But here's the other part. You have to get away from your screen time. We're taught that the answers lie in electronic screens. No, we're being totally misled by Mm -hmm. a lot of the information we get from all the different social media, media and so forth. People have to get out in nature and away from the screens Mm -hmm. and listen and learn to go deep within your own heart and listen to your own inner being, your own soul Mm -hmm. and find the answers there for your healing.
0: No, absolutely. I had a great answer come to me when I asked a group of friends to pray for a healing answer for someone that I cared about deeply. And the next day, I get a random call. And they said, I have somebody that can help you. And I meet this person. And it was a doctor that happened to be from Africa. But he had the answer for healing. and It was powerful. Just Why didn't I think of doing that a long time ago? But I think no one's ever said that before. But that is really powerful. And you're right. Just believing in something larger than yourself, whether it's God or the universe or whatever it may be,
1: that gives you a lot of hope. Yes. And here's the deal. You have to say thank you when that answer comes. Yep. Gratitude is what's going to connect you. Gratitude from your heart to whatever that greater power, the healing power of nature, however you feel it or experience it, constant gratitude from your heart will keep you connected. Mm -hmm.
0: Right, right. Well, that's that's something that doesn't cost any money for us all to do. So I love that advice. If you could make people do one thing every day without complaining or questioning it, what would it be? Pray. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> I That's love it. it.
1: That's all. really yeah. Or meditate. The prayer and meditation are totally connected. Yeah. In prayer you talk to God or this higher force power whatever. In meditation you quiet your mind, open your heart, and allow the energy, the answer, the connection to flow in. So they're totally connected i would start every day with that prayer and meditation oh that's and then listen for the inner guidance and try to follow the inner guidance the more you practice that Mm -hmm. the more you will receive inner guidance that will lead you to the best whatever's meant for you Mm -hmm. not always not always a pleasant experience sometimes we have learning experiences so there's no guarantee it's going to be all joy but it'll be constant inner growth let's say Mm -hmm. and healing
0: well where can our listeners get more information from you
1: On my website, greenhealing.life, L-I-F-E, I I have blogs, I have some videos of me, and then I also have an appointment scheduler, people with a chronic illness. It could be anywhere in the country, even other parts of the world. I have clients in other countries. You can make a free 15-minute appointment. You can tell me what your health concern is. I can tell you, if I don't think homeopathy can help it, I have tremendous resources for other healing modalities. I think there's something better. And if I think that homeopathy is the best way, then am I the best homeopath for you? Sometimes I refer people to someone else, and then I can explain really the process that goes on with chronic treatment with homeopathy. Mm -hmm. And then there's contact information. If people want to ask a question, there's a contact information. They can email me on my website.
0: Do you primarily see people for chronic conditions?
1: Yes. Once I do a whole workup on someone, I do a two-hour initial after that, if they have a cold or something, I already know them. So it's quick and easy for me to give them a recommendation. Somebody I've never worked with before, it's harder. And I, honestly, I'm busy with the people I'm treating chronically. So I don't see people who just have an immediate need. Actually, what I would do, let's say the other resource, my book, Your National Medicine Cabinet, it's full of very practical advice, mostly homeopathy, but also supplements, flower essences, many other things. So if people have an acute need like something that came up suddenly, I will tell them how to treat it with things from the health food store. Like I said, people love it. It's practical, it's funny, it's wise. You'll hear about my father in it, my own experiences. (laughs) So those are the two things I would do. Great book. Go to my website. Yes, thank you. Great.
0: Well, I've learned so much from you. You are fascinating and doing amazing work. So I really appreciate you. Please find a comfortable position for a short meditation. And just say to yourself, I love and accept my body. My body is beautiful and strong. Invite your spirit guides, higher self, their higher self, and their guides in to help you and set an intention that your work in intuitive eating and accepting your body and being mindful is for the highest and best good. Now ground yourself in white light. Imagine there's this sparkling white light all around you. And then use roots to ground you. Visualize roots shooting down through your feet into the earth. Maybe they're wrapping around a boulder at the earth's center. And take a deep breath in and a long breath out. Allow stress to abandon your body. Anxiety dissipates. You can completely eliminate anxiety just by focusing on all the goodness in your life. Try to see it in the small moments, a hummingbird, a puppy, mountain range, a river. And breathe out as you smile at all of the wonders with gratitude breathe in now turning your attention to your heart exhale and let your heart calm and rest the heart is always beating, always there for you every minute, every hour, every day so feel that gratitude for your heart how wonderful it is to have a heart beating, feeling love loving your body and the people around you With each breath, your heart relaxes even more, letting go of worries. At each inhalation, we send love to our hearts, smiling in gratitude. Breathe in and be aware of your face now. Let the muscles in the face relax completely. All the tension and worries release. Relax the eyes, the forehead. Breathe in, becoming fully aware of your entire body and breathe out, noticing how completely relaxed, tranquil, anxiety-free you feel. Breathe in again, send love and compassion to the whole body, exhale and smile. The body has this wonderful self-healing ability. And all you have to do is express gratitude and love every inch of your beautiful body. Feel gratitude in every cell and then relax even more and more deeply. Breathe in, respecting yourself, respecting your body. Exhale, letting go of any worry surrounding your body. Imagine that time when you were a child running down the beach. You didn't think of your body. You were just free to be. Try to encompass that feeling, that carefree, anxiety-free feeling you had. Everyone was there at some point. And embrace it. Let it dictate who you are. Be open and invite your spirit guides to help. Help you to trust this feeling of acceptance. And it'll help you open your, the doorway to your intuition. Just be gentle with yourself. Love yourself. I accept and love my beautiful, strong body. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.